This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. It's Tuesday night, it's Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk, and what a week it is, Fight Week. I'm looking out to you now over this beautiful city. The sun is just disappearing behind the clouds. The water looks sensational, bright blue. My God, what a week to welcome the UFC to Liverpool. And listen, have I got a guest or two for you tonight? Well, first and foremost, let me just do a bit of news, a little bit of catch-up, because anyone who listened to the show last week or, or picked it up on on, uh, on our podcast in the aftermath, Dean Garnett, he, he went down a storm on social media. It was a brilliant interview. Just to let you know, Dean won on point at ACB 87 in Nottingham last weekend, won on point against Dominic Wooding, retains his position in the top three of his weight class in the UK, a superstar in the making. Uh, we'll definitely have Dean on again. Also, a little bit of boxing news. Fight fans will have probably seen Mason Cartwright fighting at the big Ellen Road show on Saturday night. Uh, seen him suffer a terrible cut to his lip. He was ahead on points. The fight got stopped in the ninth round against Darren Tetley for the WBO European belt. Unfortunately, Mason uh, required stitches. Anyone that's seen it, it was absolutely gross, the cut. It was unreal. He only had five stitches, but I've spoke to him in the aftermath. He's recovering well. He hopes to get a rematch uh, back end of this year or early 2019. Finally, Liam Smith... We've heard we'll travel to California to face Mexican star Jamie Munguia after he'd KO'd Saddam Ali two weeks ago to catch the WBO super welterweight belt. That's Beefy's old belt. Looks like that's going to happen on July the twelfth, uh, July the twenty-first, or July the twenty-eighth. We will keep you posted of that event. Now, let's get going. <coughs> It's here, <clears throat> 10 years in the making. <laughs> UFC Liverpool is it's happening. Time. And my guest tonight, the one and only, the queen of Liverpool this oh, weekend. Yeah, I like that one. Meatball Molly McCann. What up? We are excited, Molly. Oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's not, I feel like I've had about 10 espressos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just to let you know, Molly's partner Paige is also with us tonight. Paige Williams, five footy fans will know. Birmingham City superstar herself. She's backing off from the microphone there. But uh, listen, Paige, I'm, I'm glad to see that you've got, you know, you're on the water as well. You're you're part of the team with this weight cut. Yeah, I'm seeing it all the moaning, seeing what it's all about. <laughs> it's see if the moaning's for real. Yeah. yeah. Um, as a, first and foremost, then before we get into it, Mol, how is, you know, are we actually started cutting yet? Are you water loading yet? It's now Tuesday. Yeah, I, I started just drinking a lot more yesterday. The water load starts today. Um, it follows through up until Thursday night, Friday. You know, the, the nil past mouth kind of thing. No more drink, no more food for 24 hours. I'll probably have to cut three or four, possibly five pounds in the bath. And then weighing Saturday morning, 9am at the hotel. Um, the big, big weigh-ins at the Echo, uh, 1.45 start. Yeah. But I won't be on till about 3 because they do the, the Q&A. And, yeah, and then I get to eat all the food. <laughs> what will you end up, what will you put on overnight? Uh, probably, I weigh in at 1.26, I think, with, or 1.25, which is 8 stone, 11, 8 stone, yeah. 12 or something. I'll come back in 1.35. Um What's the one thing you before I, I like to ask fighters this? What's the one thing during the water, you know, the, the 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 water leaking, or if you like, or the final few hours when you're thinking, as soon as I get off them scales, I'm going for it. 
um, orange Fanta out the can. Really? Mm. That is so... I- ice cold or an icy lemon one. But if it's in terms of food, so I'm the worst foodie that there is right now. And I have... I watch Great British Bake Off every night. I'll go on food porn on my Instagram. Um it's is this Jordan fight week? Yeah. Why'd you do it? You're I torturing do, like, yourself. How many? How long do I do? Like three weeks out. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have this and this and this. But I think I think every fight will say it changes every fight camp on what you crave. Yeah. Um, it's been barbecue season. I've missed burgers. Oh no. Yeah. Everyone's been eating sausages and yeah. burgers and. Don't get me wrong. I've like had a chicken breast on the barbie and that, but yeah, there's yeah. nothing like, like, ugh, there's this. There's a place called a uh, Black's Burgers in London, and oh, me with lips are all terrific about it. And they, like, you just wanna... get in a tissue for his page before she slobbers all over the top. Yeah, them double cheese burgers and all that. Honestly, after the last fight, um, I've took everyone from the beer keller. We we went off. We I took like sixty people with me, and on the walk to like Matthew Street way. We stopped in McDonald's and I was like, I want a grande Big Mac. And everyone was like, oh my God, you're on the ale, just carry on. I was like, no. Um, yeah, so big lover of the burgers. I love it. Yeah. Um, are you feeling it this week? You, you know, does it feel different? Listen, listeners will know that last time, you know, you fought, you were headlining the Echo Arena, you were fighting for a world title. So being on the undercard at the Echo Arena should be nothing to you, but yeah. it's different, isn't it? It's different. So, there's less pressure. I feel like if if I hadn't headlined an arena, if I hadn't have had all of this press stuff on me once before, then it would have been been a lot of firsts. It would have been a lot to deal with. Do you know what I mean? But I'm not gonna have these jitters. I'm not gonna feel like um, all that kind of thing coming at me. Um, I don't even think Darren's gonna feel it too much because he's just one of the boys, and it's like whatever. I'm I'm only going into fights, do you know what I mean? But um, these, I just feel relaxed, and I rang one of my mates who's a sports psychologist, and I was like, um, "Am I allowed to to be be happy and excited this week? Will it take away from me performance on the weekends? Will it burn up energy? Will or it burn whatever? me yeah, energy?" Yeah. And she kind of just said, "Just don't overplay the fight too much." And if you don't embrace this bit and enjoy this bit, well, why are you doing it? Why do we do this kind of thing? Do you know what I mean? So, um, it didn't hit me that I was in the UFC until Friday last week, and it really hasn't hit home up until today because I've got so many radio stuff to do and all. I'm in the Echo when there's a massive spread on yeah, me. Six and page pullout in the Echo page today. Pullout, yeah. So it's like. Hell, Never seen that before. You know, yeah. it's very rare we've seen that for boxing. Count on one hand, you know, mm. big Bellew fights and things like that. But a six-page pullout, a front-page splash. You know, the UFC has certainly arrived in Liverpool, even though physically the, the, all the staff and stuff probably don't get here till Wednesday, Thursday. But it feels like the city and what a mad week. Yeah, it's like Liverpool is the center of the universe when is, it comes yeah. to sport Isn't this it? weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always think we're like a little bit of a hotbed for everything. Every anyway, but. It is. Um, it must be like what a weekend in Vegas is like. Do you know when everyone flies in? Everyone's going to be at the airport welcoming people, the train stations, the hotels, all the scousers who are working in the bars and and dragging the drunk like foreigners in for an extra shot on Matthew Street. It's um, it it. I don't know. It's going to be a great city. I I hope. I hope that it doesn't turn into a messy weekend. 
Yeah, I mean, of I, course. I hope that we keep our. Um... I think. I think hopefully, because the football. Okay, there's going to be a lot of people out who aren't who aren't used to drinking that may be drinking, but but then there's going to be that many people out in that many numbers. Hopefully, it'll be a lot safer than it yeah. unfortunately it has been. Yeah. And then when it comes to UFC, and I we talk about this all the time, fighting crowds different. It's it? completely different. Yeah. You go the you go the, when we're in the arena on Sunday, and we'll all be in there. Obviously, you'll be you'll be in a pair of shorts. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm flying around in my knickers and bra. <laughs> but. Uh, it's families yeah. as much as anything else. It's yeah. like gangs of girls, gangs of young lads. It's it's not that kind not of environment the, at all. It's not the it's not the gladness, is it? Well, the, the city no, the city's nightlife is struggling at the moment. You know, it's yeah. come under, under a lot of stick because a lot of young lads are thinking it's tough to carry knives around, which of course is you know the, the biggest act of cowardice that it possibly that is. is yeah. But uh, I'm hoping this weekend the magnitude of the weekend will will, will overtake all these plastic gangsters anyway. Yeah. You know because everyone's going to be out and no one's yeah. going to stand for it. Yeah. Imagine what it's going to be like on Sunday. You know, fingers crossed. I know you're an Evertonian mob, but fingers crossed Liverpool win on Saturday night. The the fever around the city, the energy around the city, going to that arena on Sunday. Bear in mind the, the parade passes s- the arena. Yeah, the parade. Pa- it's like. It's going to be, like, if they could put pyrotechnics in the Echo, th- then there'd be blue or red flares going off in there. Yeah. And, um, like we said, the Echo probably isn't big enough for the UFC um, because they're used to selling maybe 20,000 tickets, yeah. do you know what I mean? But you can't take away from the fact that for every one Scouser that sits in that seat is probably worth about 30 Americans in a... UFC Las Vegas, do you know what I mean? Like of course. the the noise, the decibels are going to be up there, um, and they're going to get behind their own. I, I I know even being a girl, I remember when Natasha Jonas fought Katie Taylor at the Olympic Games. They said that was as loud as when Usain Bolt ran in the hundred wow. meters. So I know that we know how to get behind our well, even get behind girls who are fighting. Do you know what I mean? So, um. It's really going to be a once in a lifetime thing, and it's going to be something that we're going to look back at. Like one day, I'll have another belt, and I'll come in and go, Nick, come on, I'm taking you out for all the work that you've ever done, and we'll go and have a steak and a glass of wine. Are you going to like, gonna, gonna buy me a Rolex? Fifty oh, yeah, G's. <laughs> <laughs> if you're throwing Rolexes, well, come on, you know me and Paige want one, one, one each as well. Getting a piece of steak. <laughs> can have a Folex on Turkey. <laughs> Straight off the lucky, lucky man. Yeah. I get that for Nick. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It, it, listen, it will be a party. It will be a house party. We spoke about this before. It's always a house party when you fight Mo. Mm-hmm. So the biggest, obviously, the big thing, the whole everyone in this city needs wants to know is what are we walking out to? We're walking out to an Ian Longo special. Everyone, everyone always knows that I come out to red carpet, all right, or camel fat cola, and this one's just got. A little bit of a mixing at the front, which is a little bit customised for me, which nice. hopefully, I don't know, you'll never be able to hear it again because it's not like, it's nowhere else other than when I walk out. It's like Paddy's walk out. Yeah. It's that one when people are going to go, oh, and that's when the hairs go, and that's when the crowd starts, like people are going to be jumping off the chairs and no one's going to be sat down. Um, I think at the last fight when um, I fought, one of the commentators said, for mine and Paddy's fight, every seat in the household, but no one's sitting down. Yeah, and um, and that's what we're about. The city's about the music, about the culture, about the support, about the fighting, about that working class effort, work ethic, and um, and it's just going to be a time that everyone's going to get to just enjoy themselves and and I just know that me and Darren have got what it takes to to do that. It's like. 
when I'm on cage warriors, I always know me, Paddy and Fishy. Yeah. Everyone knows we we're willing for our arms to snap, or we're willing to 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 not tap in a choke and just pray that the round ends so that we can fight on for the next round. We're not going to give in, and that's why I think pe- this added extra people want to come and see that because who doesn't want to see someone who, who's willing to put the life on the line to 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 represent the city and and ourselves. The fact that it sold out so quickly, the fact that they've opened up a venue now next door to put it on a big screen. Um, you must feel it. You must feel that. You know, it's not just five fans, but the whole the whole city is enamoured by this event. The whole city's engaged with it yeah. straight away. And and basically, you start the party. You're yeah. kicking off the you're kicking off the prelims. I'll you're, be the first scouser to fight on the UFC wow. in UFC Liverpool. And you're also the first English Born. woman, to, you know, to get yeah. a, to get a UFC contract. Yeah, you were the first Cage Warriors. Female. Female champion. Yeah. We're just ticking boxes left, right and centre. Oh, no, yeah. Every event, it's like first, yeah. first, first, first. <laughs> I'll have to get first knockout of the night. Absolutely. <laughs> first 50 grand bonus, do you know what I mean? Um, Can yeah. you appreciate that now? Or do you think, do you know what, it, it's just words at the moment. I'll probably it, look back in five years and go, bloody hell, that was good. Um, the magnitude of it, I mean. The magnitude. So there's times I keep getting goosebumps every time you say, all this stuff, I, it, it's surreal. But there's times in fight camp when I'm walking to the gym or I'm on a run or someone comes and says something to me, but you get this feeling and this this feeling of adrenaline and it's like, it's like nothing that I can describe. And sometimes hearing that from certain people is like, wow. But like... If someone else says it, it's just like, oh, you, it's whatever, do you know what I mean? But sometimes when I'm walking to the gym and I put my fight tune on or, I don't know, there's there's moments in sparring sessions when when I when I just see a certain combination and, I, and everything lands flush and I'm like, oh, Jesus, this, like, this is really going to be... I don't want this to be the, the highlight of my career because I want to go on to be able to... to I always want bigger and better and I achieve for more. Yeah. But I think this this could really be something, do you know what I mean? And and them feelings. I hope that I get that that massive buzz of when you've been in a five fight war or a fifteen minute war and you put someone to sleep in the dying seconds of the round because you haven't give up and then you feel the elation in the crowd and you feel like you look at your coach's face and you know for X amount of years, weeks or months how hard you have trained every day. These, they, that's the feeling I'm feeling at the minute. Do you know what I mean? And I went to the gym with Paige yesterday, and I was like, "Right, I'm gonna smash a session." And I got there, and I was like, "No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done in." And I was, I was, I had that self pity feeling, like, "Oh, I'm cutting weight. I feel like a bag of poo." And then I just looked at my phone and looked at the messages, and I thought, "No, you need to just man, man up a little minute." And um. And everyone's coming in at the right time when I'm feeling like crap. They come and say something I need to hear and it makes me think. I was like dying for an egg and bacon on toast the other day and my brother-in-law, Canny, went, I want what I'd give for an egg and bacon on toast. He went, what I'd give to be you. Yeah. And then it puts everything in perspective. Absolutely. And when, when you're someone who tries to downplay everything, you don't realise, I will not say who you are, but what you're about. And then when you realise, when someone says something like that to you, it's like, Oh, maybe I, I am a, not a little bit of someone, but I have that. People want to be that me that much, you know what I mean? So, they're the kinds of feels when you just like, you take a second in a breath and you think, 
I always wanted to be this person. I was five, six years old growing up. Yeah. Looking, thinking, I want to be like that person. And I'm literally there now. There's there's nothing I really do every day where I think, oh, I wouldn't want to be that person now. I feel like I've grown up and I'm yeah. and I'm there. Do you know what I mean? You're living that dream. Mm-hmm. And hence the reason why you've got to enjoy this week because, yeah. you know, don't punish yourself. The UFC are here. You've played a part in bringing them here. You're going to be on the card. Yeah. You're going to make history. Enjoy it because this is what you've worked your whole career for. So 100%. stick with us. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Coming up in part two, I'm going to ask Paige, obviously, about her opponent, Gillian Robertson, who, let's face it, getting knocked down. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. And listen, during the break there, poor Paige's bottle had gone. She was halfway down the tower. Because <laughs> obviously I mentioned we're going to speak to Paige about fighting Gillian Robertson. She thought she'd been bumped into the fight. <laughs> Molly was like, get me a burger, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Paige is in. Hey, you can go and get the 50 grand. <laughs> <laughs> what's, it, what's it been like this journey, Paige? Because obviously you've got a different view from the rest of the world because you see Molly up close you see her personally you see her away from the spotlight you know you've been on this journey with her to cage warriors champion and now into the ufc to see her realizing the dreams must be a bit bit special yeah it's amazing i remember the first fight i went to watch molly was in the adelphi was it uh, no the olympia the olympia I and i thought it's wow. probably like the first time we've met i was living in italy at the time and i've gone to watch and i thought oh you know what take some like balls getting in there and then obviously the next fight was the F arena, yeah, and I was just like, it it had gone from wow from five hundred people in the crowd to six thousand, didn't mm. it? Like in one fight, pretty much overnight. I think the first fight after the Olympia, I cried in the in the in the crowd. I was just like, when someone like you love is getting punched. I mean, not often Molly gets punched, <laughs> but it's tough. But this fight, I think she's the most ready she's ever been. Yeah, you know she's she's done everything by the book. And more. It's fun. it's nice to have this conversation with a partner because you you generally you generally don't get it with uh with with men and women because the girls go, Oh, I don't watch them fight or they go the other way and they're like screaming banshees. Instead of giving someone instruction when they're fighting, it's like effing kill them and it's like, yeah, you could just have your combo to throw all exactly. like <laughs> Kill him. Yeah. You get that all the time. But yeah. to, so it's funny that you, so you choose to watch the fight. You will watch the fight on Sunday, or would you take yourself away no, when Molly's fighting? I watch it. Like I've started educate myself on you know fighting and MMA, so I know what like what she should be doing or what she needs, so I can you know in fight camp maybe I can help her or yeah. tell tell them what you did when I went sparring at No Limits. So I went to watch a spar against the girl at No Limits, and yeah. um, when she's getting ba- like backed into a corner, she was coming out on a straight line, so she was getting caught coming out. Brilliant. So I was like, Mol, um, can I tell you something? She's like, good name She had the head guards on. I was like, oh, I'll tell you later. And she was like, no, tell me now. It's not going to help me later. I was like, when you're coming out, maybe just... Stop you know. moving back in straight like, lines, come out on, said, come out on, come out on the angle, and then go back in. And I looked, right, and I burst out laughing. I was like, that's like, people... Like amateur boxing coaches still don't know about angles and how you've got someone who's never fought going, stop coming back in a straight line, hit your angle and then go back in. But that's brilliant. I've took her on pads like quite a few times and in pre season for a for a 
when she's playing. Yeah. I always um Maybe if that's your future page after I football. She always tells me, but she punched me once. We have a little mess. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, let's just clear that up. Yeah. Clear that up before the police are called. Yeah, yeah we were messing around. She just like tapped me on the nose and my eyes started watering. And I was like, I'm phoning my mum. <laughs> you don't want Janie Mark on your case, let me tell you. But yeah. But the, it, Obviously, you can play a part this week, Jordan. You know the the diet, and then obviously now the weight cut. Obviously, we were joking earlier. You're doing a little bit of water loading as well to kind of, you know, show that Understand. kind of support. Um, but that never happened last week when you went the pictures. I'm told. <laughs> Let's be honest. Come on, Tell be honest now. To, hey, shame. Look, I you did went the pictures. Yeah. You went the pictures, and what did you have? Uh, this poor girl's trying to make weight. Yeah, look, the woman was like, do you want a large for only 40p? And I was like, no, because that means I won't be able to sit next to the whole film. I was like, if I get the small, it'll be done by the time the advert is done. She got the small done. popcorn. But she did you a favour, Mal. She never got the large for next to 40p. Said, <laughs> yeah, but do, do you know what? I just two seats away. I know, yeah, do you know what I did instead? So you I may as well have gone to pictures on your own, is yeah. basically what you're saying. I, I drank all the Pepsi Max. <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> she you know, after popcorn, when your mouth's dry, <laughs> I was like, picked it up and it's just ice. You should have seen the face. Honestly, you should have seen the face on it. <laughs> we hilarious. left 10 minutes, 10 minutes after. That's hilarious. Yeah, it wasn't bad. So you were stuck with the popcorn kernels in your teeth <laughs> and nothing to wash it out with. She goes, she's sitting there stuck in the ice. She's going... <laughs> And I just looked at her and she went, I got something in my teeth, I don't know what it is. I was like, it's obviously popcorn, you idiot. <laughs> I was fuming. Because there's not, it's like, no one no one asks you to fight, you choose to do this, do you know what I mean? But, like I've always said, or with me, I think I've got a good, a good following and support because I really let people feel a part of the journey and I need people to help me through it. Um... But it takes a it takes a tribe to raise a fighter, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and for her now to she's been about for the past four five fights, but never seen it this intimate on fight week because you know, a fight is on like five, six hundred calories a day, still might have to train, still gotta cut all this weight and yeah. all this obligation that comes with it, and you're not gonna be a nice person. So I've always just been like I'll take um, yourself away. You just do you come and see. We've got a thing where after weigh-ins, we'll go for something to eat, and then uh, me and her, her sisters go for breakfast on fight day. Yeah, and then they drop me off at the Echo, and then I see them after in the pub. So, but this time, um, is this because the football season's finished as well? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So you've, you've been a little bit quite more, handy, yeah. of course. And this is the first time I've probably had someone like on my days off. Not on my days off, but days I don't really need to train. We've gone to the gym and she's like time me rounds or um, drove and made sure that we get like extra, like nicer meals and like make make sure that the the meals are right for the diet and stuff. And does um, that help that Paige is a full time athlete as yeah. well? The fact that so both I, you are full time yeah. athletes in I different worlds, but. Yeah. Um, it was the other Sunday win, and I was like, "What have you with someone who like?" Because we went for we ran from Molly's house to mine. And I was from like, Kenny to Dovey. <laughs> and when we're running down, everyone's like bibbing down. I the felt r- like Rocky running <laughs> home. I was like, I'm shadow boxing. <laughs> running past smackheads outside the pub like that. Whoa. <laughs> but now I said to like, what if you were with someone who didn't have like an appreciation of the sports? Like, or like, was like, I oh, don't train today. Like, let's, let's get a yeah. trippy. Or didn't understand, you know. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know because there is, especially with fighters, you know, they're not the nicest people to be around for the six weeks. Fight really? week's not usually too bad, but you know, a couple of weeks out, they start getting prickly because 
Listen, climbing into a, a ring or a cage to fight someone. Yeah. So you, you, you've got to start switching yourself on. Mm. And you often find that, you know, a lot of fighters struggle with relationships because the partner doesn't understand the sacrifices they have to make. Obviously, you're from a professional sports world. You realise to achieve all your dreams, you've got to make sacrifices. And that's why often it will work a lot better. I think my my family are the most supportive and they'll be there at every fight. Um, they're on the phone the second they need them. But none of them are athletes or none of them... None of them can help in that way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then I've got me fighting family who can. So people who I've trained with since I was a kid, they're the people who would be like, do you want to go for Pepsi Max on a walk? Instead of, do you want to come on a mad one this weekend? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Of course. And then I've got Paige, I've got a, um, her team and her family um, who are a little bit more aware as to the, the athletic needs of, and, and they're not big drinkers. So it'd be like, oh, do you want to go to the pitches? And, um, do you want to go for Nando's? Cause, or... Do you want to go for a Greek? We've oh a Turkish. There's this unreal Turkish in Kensington, right? Okay. Called Anar, and it's just the business. And me, uh, mum, and dad went for. I had salmon, and they had all kinds of trimmings and all. And that. You were like, I'll be back. I'll be back yes, next week. <laughs> yeah, no. After me weighing, that's where I'm going. Is and that where you go? Yeah, yeah, I normally go to Four now. Um, any any big moment in my life, I've always gone to Duke Street Four now and had a carbonara and a and a pizza, um, but. Um, this time I'm just going to go and have I'm not even like craving chips or not and I was just like I just want chicken and rice with the pita bread on the side and if I want hummus I'm having hummus every conversation <laughs> with you fight week always turns to back it? to food <laughs> like right and this is going to sound so unprofessional you should start your own online channel like oh, a YouTube channel I, like, Meatball Molly's food guide yeah Meatball Molly's Monday's recipes there you go all their team obviously like um eat healthy and all this but when I'm in fight camp and they're like cooking I'm like oh why don't you put that in it and then why don't you put that in it like they made Hayley made like protein balls and I was like no you could drizzle like chocolate on that or you can do this and it's like Molly just go away but we're both foodies no one's got appreciation for food like us I love it uh this week then we need an appreciation for your opponent yeah 100% Julian like, Robertson yeah. she's no joke you know she comes from a solid camp you know, she trains with one of the, the meanest girls on the planet yeah. in uh, Joanna. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, do you, do you watch a lot of tape, Mo? Have you watched a lot of going into this fight or do you leave that? To... I have never. I Coming from amateur boxing, you didn't have a clue who you're fighting and it didn't matter. It's like get in there, show your skills and that's what it's about. And when I came over to MMA, um, every single one of my fights is on on the internet. A be a fight pass or YouTube, I'm out there. So I think when people research me, they they know me inside out. Do you know what I mean? But when I look, I never look to look at opponents because I give them more respect than they do. I felt <clears throat> out and like a big head. I believe anyone my opponents ever fought isn't on my level, so they're gonna look levels above what they actually are. So I. The first three minutes of the five-minute round, I feel out my opponent and feel, what am I scared of? Because everyone's scared of something when they get in there. Or yeah. what 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 am I nervous about? Let's not say scared. What am I nervous about? Because there's going to be times and situations and fights where if I get in that position, that could potentially be the beginning of the end. And, and everyone's got that, do you know what I mean? So I 
I'll watch the maybe a few clips and I'll just see if they've got that about them. Mm-hmm. And my fight camps are about me and not about my opponent. So um, I'm fighting Gillian Robertson and she's unreal at triangles and arm bars. Am I going to spend a fight camp defending, only working on triangles and arm bars? Probably not because she's going to have improved everywhere else as well. Yeah. And I do jiu-jitsu every day, so it doesn't matter. But um, I'm so lucky enough to be under the tutelage of Paul Rimmer, Sayodley and, and Ellis and, and Danny Wivo down at No Limits with me boxing because my jiu-jitsu training partner is Sophie Keenan and she's like the youngest ever purple belt to be given a purple belt in England. And she's like, she's the female paddy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So... She struggles to... T- it's very rare that I'm getting tapped. It's very rare, very rare that I get tapped. And then I'm striking with the likes of Francis Breen, who's a rotunda, a lad from the rotunda, who's got angles, can switch stands, can hit can hit from anywhere. Yeah. Then I've got... I'm wrestling with the likes of, of Nathan, who's like a, a GB champion wrestler. And it's like... And then I'm doing tie with all the lads... I've got Tash Jonas's brother Liam Malloy, who's a southpaw who I'm dealing with. I've got Aaron and Jamie Small from the Rotunda who were who were lads who have, have won all kinds as well. And it's just like there is no one on this earth with a fight team and sparring team better than mine. And you can talk about names and you can talk about oh Gillian Robertson's from American Top Team and she's got Johanna Jan Jacek. Well, I've got kids from Langy and I've got kids from Scotty and yeah. I've got Scousers and we are different breed. And you come into our gym and there's no ego. You've got three world champions or two current world champions and one ex-world champion on the mat and you'd never know that we was. And every single person who's ever fighter is, whether it's Callum Funk, Callum the Funk Smith fighting on a... Cage Warriors Academy, or it's me fighting the UFC. Everyone wants them them people to win just as much as the other. So yeah. when we when when it's sparring because one wins, you're the top. Yeah, surely yeah. it's that mentality. Yeah, isn't and it? that and that the, the team, it's a family, and you look across the board in other gyms, and it's that what it's about that one person. Do you know what I mean? It's about if you go to American Top Team, it's not. It's like a conveyor belt of champions. I understand that, but it's yeah. very singular and it's not a team mentality where no. we're us not one win we all win but it is kind of that well that's why i feel like when you go into next gen the belts the world titles are right there next to the mats yeah mine's it's not like, at my house Matt. it's, it's like, like they belong to the mat they belong yeah. to the gym they belong to them mats we all give them to paul when we won the belt i wouldn't have there's lots of people who's going to come into play and i could be here for two weeks about saying why i'm a world champion because of each person that's come along in my life but Paul Rimmer found me, he nurtured me and he polished me off and I wouldn't be the champion without him. So the the, the next day I picked, after winning the belt on the Sunday and the Echo, another Saturday, I went out and I left me belt in the beer kettle and we went and picked it up on the Sunday and me page name AT Fair. Love it. I'm walking through town still drunk <laughs> and um, and then the next day I went into the gym on the Monday and I went training, sparring again with the lads and I give them my belt. And it's not mine, it's the gym's. And, and I'll have a replica that if Cage Warriors think they're coming to get the belt, they got another thing coming. <laughs> they got no Let chance, yeah. Um, this it, week then, what's it going to feel like on Wednesday or Thursday, wh- whatever it happens when you meet up with the UFC, when they come into town, 
and they hand out the kit. It's Wednesday. It's tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? It's yeah. 1pm. I'm wow. getting my kit. That has so you'll get your Molly full McCann. kit, Molly McCann all over it. And you get to turn around and go to Paul. There you, there go, you go, coach. So There's that Reebok tracksuit that the gym has promised. talked about for so long that you should yeah, have had years, years ago. And, and listen, you know, I, I, know he, uh, I know he has cornered in the UFC before, <clears throat> but he hasn't cornered someone he's, as you said, brought right through into yeah. the sport. So I was talking when you spoke to me about, like, think you're going to be the first person he's walked to the arena, Scouser. And then he was like, no, I, I went out with Terry Etam. And I was like, oh. And then he was like, oh, no. Who did he say? I've walked people out. Sorry, it wasn't Terry Etam. I can't remember who it was. But Might have been Sass or something Sass, like that. Sass, yeah. Sass. Sass, Rosie. And he said, I've walked people to the arena, but I've never walked a Scouser to the arena, it, to, the, to the octagon, as yeah, it's called. Yeah. And um, for me, I can't wait to do this for Paul because he deserves... He deserves it. He deserves the recognition. He's he's a, such a selfless man. He's not bothered. It's not about him. Yeah. If you look, he never makes any. It's it's always the emphasis and the focus on me, Paddy and Fishy at the, yeah. at the minute. And I know there's a lot more fighters who it is about also, but he's not bothered about the spotlight. He's just no. about good luck finding an interview with Paul Rimmer. Yeah, you just you're just, not going to find one. You're not going to yeah. find one. And I'm a little bit not more buzzing about the fact, but Cy Audley, my Thai boxing coach. He's kind of someone who's been, he created, he didn't create, but he, he showed. So it was, Darren was his protege. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what Darren, I mean? Yeah, and, and he's never going to be able to get to walk Darren out, but he's going to be able to walk me out. And me and him have been on this little bit of a journey lately where he's like, I've never, I've never had a bond with anyone like me and Darren. He said, but I feel like I've got one with you. Yeah. And I was like, I am buzzing that you're going to get to walk me out to the open workout and everyone's going to get to see how good you are at doing what you do and you get that kit. And and the day we first ever did pads, um, it was in the old gym and he went there, we're going to have a Reebok tracking me and you. And that's what he, that was one of the first things he ever said to me. So when I, when I signed the deal, I rang him and I said, guess what? I went, what, Mo? I went seven weeks you're getting a Reebok track and he was like <laughs> and I'm like no honest to God and um, and he just calls me his little sister and it's it, I don't know it's nice that everyone gets to experience so, something about this do you know what I mean it's not just about me it's like a coach's dream is they're fighting to fight in, 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 at the highest level that they can and and the, the, the appreciation's really there from me with them I feel like come Sunday it's me Ellis Paul and say, yeah, it's a, it's our little team that's going out and doing it, and and I know all. It's just such a shame. Like we run Cage Warriors, it's our home show. The Echo Arena is like a club show for us. Yeah, but I can't take my training partners with me in there. I can't. I haven't got all the little like, hey Graham, can I bring these? Can I have a ticket for them? Can I do that? It's, it's not like, like that no more. I'm a no one in the UFC. I'm just I've just got to go in there and Amy Cross do the best I can, and and then make then I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to be that Conor McGregor where I take the whole gym to Las Vegas and go, Paul, here's enough camp. money for someone to, to run the gym, let's go away for a month, do you know what I mean, and take everyone with us. Yeah, set up a camp, absolutely. Mm. If you need a media advisor, Mal, just let me know. Yeah. I'll come to Vegas for a month, <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> Stick with us on Fight Disciples coming up in part three. Uh, I'm going to ask Molly about the next couple of days and what she's expecting. Obviously, it's media week, it's open workouts, it's the weigh-ins on Saturday. It's going to be a bonkers couple of days, all culminating 
in Sunday's extravaganza. Please stick with us. You'll listen to Fight Disciples. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Still in the studio with me is the one and only Meatball Molly McCann and Paige Williams, who, who's just shared with us there during the break that the most important thing about the next couple of days is uh, finding an outfit for Sunday. <laughs> because she's getting an operation on Friday on her shoulder and she needs to sling that matches her dress. <laughs> These are the important things, Mo. Let's, yeah. let's get it straight. We had a little look around before we came in this morning because we, we got up early and went for coffee. And it was like, I'm at, what kind of wear a dress? Like, I'm, How am I going to lift my elbow up and put it through? And I was like, you might just have to wear a T-shirt and just... Like look like a normal person, do you know what I mean? Like you, you might not have to like be proper dolls up. And she's like, no, no, not, not in Liverpool. Not. I can get away with it in Birmingham, but not yeah. here. <laughs> Absolutely, you've got to be dressed up to the lines because listen, everybody else will be. Exactly, so <laughs> you'll stick out like a sore thumb if you don't. In a sling and a t-shirt. <laughs> exactly. I won't even get let in. You certainly won't get in the after party mall in a t-shirt and a sling. No, put that way. I know, yeah, I know. I'd be like that, like um. Uh, what is it like bodyguards around it's like no one touch Paige's shoulder <laughs> stay away are you um, you know are you feeling a bit more anxious about this week Paige more so than even the world title fight when she was headlining it was all about Molly kind of thing do you know what I used to get nervous of what she's told me about people taking her down that was the only thing because I know she's not going to get knocked out in like a stand up yeah um, but I think a Jiu Jitsu is that good now like I remember who was saying, Lisa Shuckman took her to the floor, took her to the floor, and I was like, oh, that's it. And then she got back up, and I was like, all right, okay. So now if she got tucked down, I'd just be like, get get up, Molly. Like, oh, you Stop messing. (laughs) So I'm not as nervous. I'm more, I'm excited for her. I think tomorrow she's going to be like, she'll feel it. Yeah. When, when all the media obligations for real kick in the US. When, when you see that trackie, trackie. people call it Freebok, but listen, when that trackie (laughs) arrives, you're a bit like, Hey, okay. I said to her, she's got like a million England tops with Williams on the back. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is my England top. Yeah, like, it's still got, it's got the England badge on. It's going to have my name on the back. And um, prestigious thing, man, isn't it? Like, yeah. it used to be about the UFC gloves and putting them little black numbers on. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, no, what colour is my hoodie going to be? Do you know what I mean? And... Um, it was a little bit poo, like they only give me red or grey to pick from. Did they? Uh, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Because I'm from England. Right. And, um, I guess that changes as you move up the ladder. And, you know, well no, nobody, well, yeah. nobody sat down until down this week and said, you've got to choose red or grey. They said, what colour would you like, Mr. Yeah. Till? So I guess yeah. it will change further down the line. But Well, I'd like always like a blue, a little blue number. But, of course. Um, they said, I put a funny, like, what, what was it called? Like a poll on my Instagram. Like, oh, what colour shall I wear? And the Everton, like, I was always going to pick grey. Always yeah, going to pick grey. Yeah, yeah. Right? And um, they were all Evertonians are going off the red. And then I just, off the head. And then I just put a picture up of, like, a fi- like a man fishing. <laughs> like, as if I was ever picking red, you idiot. But <laughs> Everton awake, it's grey, isn't it? So Absolutely. What's the uh, obviously the fight itself Sunday is exciting, but what 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 point now between now and Sunday are you looking forward to? Saturday morning. It's just when you can. She can eat. <laughs> when you can eat. No. Um, oh, what's my favourite part? Do you know once I've stood on the scales and I've seen my opponent? Yeah. Then I get excited because I know the fight's happening. So that will be well. That won't be sat- necessarily. That won't be Saturday morning then, will it? Because you're weighing at the hotel. 
yeah. and you don't do a head to head day. You just weigh in, you go back to your room, whatever. On Friday at the media day, I've got to square off with. You'll it. do a head to head then. Yeah. yeah. Um, which will be fun because I won't be allowed to eat or drink, so I'll be so like, you're gonna get be in a great mood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but once you've weighed in, you know the fight is a hundred percent going. And being a girl in this sport. Or when I used to box, fights would get pulled all the time. Yeah. All the time they'd get pulled. And until you're there, you just don't know. Um, so that's the... Once that happens, the madness stops for a little minute. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Because the messages will start, but that's when I have to put my head on and think, I enjoy the, the madness of the weighing. And, and what, I'm not even sure if the weighing sold out. The, the Echoes started releasing tickets for the weigh-ins. Yeah. And then you couldn't get them after, like, an hour. So I don't even know if that's sold out. But I've never weighed in in front of more people than 80 people, 100 people in a room. But yeah. if you've ever seen a weigh-in of mine, any times I've fought, any time I've weighed in on Cage Warriors, the, the, the noise, what's it like, Paige and I weigh in, it's off, it's head. And... So and do that in front of five or 6,000 Yeah, if scouses. there's going to be a couple of thousand scousers in there when I'm weighing in then it's just going to be a nice buzz. I'm just going to have to make sure I get some decent sleep. See, the beauty of that weigh-in as well, because of the way the UFC do it, you'll be rehydrated by then. You'll have it by then yeah, as well. But, yeah, but you can it's enjoy not always good for the pitchers, Nick. No, that's true, yeah. Yeah, so, so I'll, so... Have, I'll have abs for 10 minutes. Okay, and then... listen, this is what I'll do. I'm going to get to the Radisson. I'm going to get to the early morning weigh-in. I'm going to take a picture of you on my phone with your abs out. Thank you. I'll bang it out everywhere. So everyone will see it. And then when you get to the Echo Arena later, after you've had a Nando's or whatever you have, and you're nicely rehydrated, and the abs have gone, at least you can go, I had abs, yeah. there you go, doesn't yeah. matter no more. Yeah. It's like every every um, every fighter's thing, when, when anyone cuts the water, obviously you, you're dehydrated, so it's like going out for a bevy, and the next morning think, oh my God, I'm yeah. skinny, but then when Monday hits... <laughs> yeah. Like, you're massive. You're massive again because yeah. you're hydrated and the dominoes and the roast and all the, the Chinese is like has gone into full effect. So um anyone knows the dehydration, you look at yourself in the mirror and for ten minutes you think Yeah. Good. <laughs> I look good here, yeah. Exactly. Um is it did you manage to get we spoke about this a while ago when it was first announced and tickets first went on sale. Did all your crew, did all your girls get tickets? So you you know, is that um, is the Molly's army going to be in full effect like the Aura Cage Warriors? The the girls will be there. The girls will be there. Whoever didn't make it, go in the beer keller to watch it. And it's going to be a Liverpool crowd, but not my crowd. If you know what I mean, it's not the normal people who come to watch me because it's normally kids and and a bit more working class people. And when the tickets came out, the working class didn't have the money for that. Unlike the Cage Warriors fans will probably watch it in space next door. Yeah. That's why I said to you, I'm going to make a, a massive effort of making sure I go into that room and saying thanks to, to everyone for, for coming down to watch it. But um, it's going to get me ready for wherever the next fight may take me and I'm going to be able to go into a room of people who aren't mine. I've got to get used to that again because I was used to not no one ever watching me. Yeah. And then I got comfortable, being comfortable and having all my friends and family watch me and now it's like, You'll have people supporting you, but they're not your people. Do you know what I mean? So um, when I make it to Vegas or to New York, probably not going to go. I don't know, I might get a little allocation of tickets there and take everyone, but we'll see. It's just getting used to, it's about the job. Yeah. It's it's not going to be a molly party anymore. It's just about getting the job done and then 
And then after I can enjoy that time with my family and friends. I'm guessing you're going to have to stay at the Radisson for a few days. Yeah, checking tomorrow. Check out Monday. Will that be weird? Staying in a hotel in your own city? Um, not being able to go home to your own bed? I know that's the way the UFC do yeah. it. They like everybody under one roof. And... I don't know. When, um, I obviously live with my nan and my uncle and I've got like a little room. And my uncle always said to me, you're not leaving this. You're not leaving. And I'm like, why? And he's like, because you, you're not going to get ahead of yourself. This is what's made you who you are. You're staying there. And it's like, I'm going to be able... Like, I live in Kenny, right? And there's loads of seagulls where I live. And they just keep me up. They're just saying like... And, like, I lose the plot big time. You imagine, like... It's hard to fall asleep when you're cutting weight and hungry. Yeah. But then when you get woke up at four in the morning, it's like, oh, my... Where's the catapult? Where's the catapult? <laughs> and, um... But now I'm going to have, like... A big double bed with, like... A, a view of the city and a spa and a, like a buffy ticket that I can't eat nothing from down in the in the in the restaurants. Do you know what I mean? Paige's eyes lit up then. I know, yeah. So I didn't know like, that. Yeah. Free buffet. <laughs> yeah, I'm making some mates in the US. I know, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's I've worked so hard and so long, and there was days when I was amateur boxing where. I don't know, you just, there's no appreciation for what you do really. People just expect. So what's different from now to then is we didn't glorify what we did. It was known you had to go for a run at five in the morning. Yeah. Then you had to go to work and then you had to train at night. And it's just like, oh, they're boxing. You had, res- you was respected for that. But then I think when life changed and Insta- Instagram come around and you started to glamorise and you made it look easier than what it was, or people was lying about what they was doing. And I think it's just took away from what we've always had to do. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's like really, it's just made, I don't know, it's just made it not seeing what it was. But when you're getting looked after the UFC, you're getting looked after by the UFC like this, it's like, well, I've, I've put a whole life's work into getting to this point. It shouldn't always have to be hard. Do you know what I mean? It should be like, at the top not table sil- now. Not silver spoon, like you're at the top but table. yeah, like the little things that I'd have to worry about, like oh, have I got enough rehydration? Like have I got diorite? Have I got me me post weighing hydration kit? Have I got me food done? Have I got the? I don't have to think about nothing. There's a person in place from me sports nutrition, me coaching. Like I, I don't have to think about nothing. I just turn up, I train, I go home, and that's all I have to do now. And it's a really nice place to be. Is it's literally days away now. You know, you'll blink and it and it'll be upon us. Um Are you going for the fifty G's? Is that is that in your mind are you thinking, I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna put on a show. I'm not just gonna enjoy it, I'm not just gonna take take part in it, I'm not just gonna be a bit part player. I wanna leave a stamp on this, I wanna make a headline of my own from this event. Is that in your is that on your mind or can you not I think? I feel like, like that? I'm not fighting f- it's it's never gonna be about the money. And I feel as if any performance I've ever given in my life in that cage warrants 50 grand. I don't feel like I've ever gone into a fight thinking, right, I'm going to look for three rounds, I'm going to edge it. I'm going to just just win each round, I'm going to win by points. No, I have always... I think that's why I'm, I'm respected or I'm loved by people and fighting fans because they know I will literally just try and finish something in an emphatic way. Like... In my earlier career, I'd be looking for spinning kicks, spinning back fists. Brad Pickett once said to me, like, every fight, work on one thing, and that'll be in your highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And then after, you're going to have all... 
it's different like different kinds of things from different disciplines on your highlight reel and I think I've gone back to that style like this fight camp pause about flying knees spinning kicks we haven't got to be scared that I'm facing a calibre of fighter I'm not going to be able to deal with and I'm not going to get up off the floor and in the Lacey Shuckman fight in the Priscilla fight I didn't know the level of what I was coming up against and now you can see in the last fight against Bryony Tyrell and they do not scare me about taking me down so now it is I am coming for you and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get a finish. I'm never going to be that boring fighter. I think, like, you've got Joanna Janjacek, who went from being a killer to coming into a division that wasn't her weight category. And she her style changed, and she had to be, like, what, five-round war kind of fighter. And I don't want, to, don't want to be in a war. I want to finish people. Like I was saying to you, I'm a small 125, a very small, and... Um, but I'm not going to change my style. I'm always going to be that fighter who gets in there. Might have to take one to, or might have to take three to give one, but my one will finish the fight and has the power to do that. So, I've always got the puncher's luck, the puncher's chance, and um, and that fifty grand's life changing for me and my family. And you hear about people, I don't know, blowing it on on cars and all this, but that's going to change my family's life, and we're going to be able to move into a house that we alone or. Not so you will be move out of that little room, but it'll be in another little room in a different house. Well, I'm 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 moving out with me nan and my uncle That's still. What I mean, yeah. yeah, like because my mum obviously lives in Bournemouth and yeah. she's got a nice setup down there. But we'll be moving into a four bedroom now with a room for me mum when she wants to come up. And I don't know, I don't want I don't want me nan to have to walk through Kenny and feel intimidated by the little scallywags who are down there because it's not like we're from Norris Green and it's not like the scallies on the end of the road would would move out the way if your nan walked down the street, do yeah. you know what I mean? Because they respected the older generation where I feel like it's a little bit different. It's not It's not the same anymore. It's not the same there. So I just want my nan to be able to go for a shopping with a little trolley and be like, only have to walk two minutes to the Tesco instead of like yeah. all the way into town, do you know what I mean? So that's, that's a dream of mine. That's what I want to do. And You talk about respect. Do you, do you feel like... Because I see it, and not just yourself, Paige as well, you you both very successful women competing in sports, you know, post the girls for this city, post girls for this country. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, both of you now, that you're kind of like role models, that kids looking up to you? And she, Do you enjoy that? She, like, taught me a lot more how to be a better role model in certain aspects. Like, my, I've got I've got really good set of friends and a good circle who I've always been the wild one. And they all went straight to work at 16, whereas I was, like, coaching, playing football, boxing, then went to uni and did that. And, like, I was, like, always trying to find me because I had a wild upbringing and it was, like, I had to grow myself up and it took me... I didn't have the guidance of people I had to do it on myself. So they had the mums and dads and they, they had them to kind of set the rules and you have to be like this and that, whereas I didn't. So they kind of taught me life lessons, whereas... She's taught me how to be a little bit more... She has a code of conduct by the FA and, and a way in which she's... She's been in the England setup since, what, like, under-15s? Yeah, 13, 14. 13. So she's always had to portray herself in a positive light and, and kids have always looked up to her. Where I've never been that kind of... I never thought people would look up to me in any kind of manner. And I feel since I got signed to Cage Warriors last March... I've just 
I've just had to grow and had to be like, I'm, I'm, I won't go out with certain people because sometimes you're guilty by association, and I don't want people thinking, oh well, she's out with them. Do people think like that? And I, I wouldn't hold my whole life back by that. But the amount of people, parents who come up to me, kids who come up to me, I know that I'm. When I grew up, I wanted to be Kate Taylor, and she never done anything bad for me to think mm, I don't want to be like that. Yeah, and kids are starting to be like that with me. I know when I go to Cage Warriors events and kids have got, they've made T-shirts with my face on or their, their mums have messaged me, please, can you come meet her before this at Make a Life and all that kind of thing. I know that I've got to be a certain way and after winning the world title, I thought, well, there's that, like, I definitely can't go off the rails, not go off the rails, but I've just got to be so smart and, yeah. and how I handle myself and I reckon I'm going to be the fighter from the city who's the, the squeaky clean one who we're all different and we've all got really good parts of us I think um, all the fighters in MMA in the city who've got the spotlight on them but I want to be the one that just doesn't <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> I want to be that one that the kids are proud of and everyone's proud of well I'm telling you now there'll be, there will be girls in there under 18 at the week on Sunday they will be there supporting you and you know what there will be a handful that come away and and take a life lesson from you and aspire to be achieve all they want to be. And you know yeah. what? If if in both your careers, that's the the least you do is inspire a generation of girls from this yeah. city to do even better and to chase their own dreams, then you've absolutely won in life, of course. Yeah. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming in, Molly Page. Oh, been brilliant. Can't wait for this week. Oh my God, I just want to eat I'm and knock be all someone out. You this week, <laughs> and then Sunday's going to be amazing. Sunday's yeah. when we're going to get the knockout. Yeah. Uh, stick with us, Fight Disciples. We're all over social media. Uh, we've got a big interview on our website right now, fightdisciples.com. Tony Bell, you goes head to head with Darren Till, who is. The number one scouse striker. You know what? I'm going to answer that question now because she's sitting here right with me. We so, didn't even get her there. She's the number one. Of course um, she is. No, do you know, um, UFC Europe put a post up saying um, Liverpool's got a new striker or there's only one striker in Liverpool because Wayne Rooney's getting off. And I was like, I beg to differ. I like generally <laughs> think there's more than one of us. Do you know Absolutely what I mean? there is, of course. Listen, stick with us. This week is going to be insane. We're all over it. And then come back next Tuesday here on uh, Radio City Talk for a full breakdown of everything that went down at UFC Liverpool on Sunday. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.